Hey guys, today we have a very special episode all about one of the biggest and most loved music festivals in the world, Tomorrowland. My friend Jose will be joining me today to give us all of the ins and outs of this festival, as well as describing what the experience is actually like attending this event. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. Guys, we have such an exciting episode today. I am so hype. I just want to jump right into things. In honor of what would have been Tomorrowland Week, I thought it would only be fitting that we have a fully dedicated episode to this festival. For those of you who don't know my background, I personally have never had the chance to attend this event. It is very high on my bucket list, something I definitely want to do in the future. So like I mentioned earlier, I will be having my friend Jose on who has gone to Tomorrowland the last two years. It's his favorite festival. Just wait till you see his energy when he talks about it. So he's going to be giving us a full guide to Tomorrowland. So whether you've attended it in the past or you haven't, we are going to be breaking everything down. But before I get into everything, just wanted to quickly say thank you to all my listeners, you guys. I have seriously been feeling the love lately and it is incredible. Thank you all for spreading the word, for telling your friends about it. Uh, screenshot this today, make it your stories, tag at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. You can follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast. And if you feel up to it, rate and review on iTunes, subscribe over on my YouTube channel, and do all of the things. You guys already know the drill. Uh, lastly, we also have a Facebook group. It has been an incredible community. I'm so hype about it. We already have over 250 members, which is fucking amazing. I love it. So if you guys want to join the conversation, there will be a link down below. It is called Rave Culture Cast Community. Please join. The more the merrier. Uh, we will also be planning another family Zoom call at some point because that experience was the best. So go ahead and join that group. With all that being said, let's hop right into our listener of the week segment. You guys have been sending in a lot of shout outs. So thank you so much for the emails. You can always feel free to email raveculturecast at gmail.com with your nominations for listener of the week. So this one comes to us from Debs, aka at tiger underscore lily. And it says, hey, Emma, first off, let me start by saying I've been a fan of yours since 2018 and I absolutely love your content. Thank you so much. Uh, you made my first festival experience smooth AF because I stumbled on your preparing for EDC video series and it really helped me out. It was going to be my first EDC Las Vegas and my first EDM festival. I had no idea what to expect and you absolutely nailed this for me, which brings me to my nomination. I wanted to nominate my good friend Brent Paquette, Paquette I believe. He is a very close friend of my husband Frankie and he introduced us to the world of EDM back in 2018. I am forever grateful. As you know, EDC Las Vegas is an experience in itself, but before we went, he introduced us to his rave fam, which was at least 10 to 15 people deep. We all got familiar with each other when we met up in Utah to go to Zion's National Park. I've been there. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, we hiked along the narrow, narrow river together, and the vibe was so genuine. Everyone welcomed us with open arms and gave us so much love. It was unreal. From there, we made our way to EDC together and had the time of our lives. The experience was indescribable. From being taught how to trade candy to being offered gum constantly, lol. The lights, the music, the whole vibe, chef's kiss, amazing. I learned so much and I'm extremely grateful for the introduction of new community where complete strangers make everyone feel comfortable in their own skin. With that being said, we are all still friends to this day and visit each other often. So here's to Brent for bringing us all together and creating this ultimate blended family and to Stephanie, Pizza, Mike, V, Alex, Andrew, and Gabby, thank you for the experience of a lifetime. I can't wait to attend another festival with you guys when all of this COVID shit is over. I love you guys always and forever, Debs. Beautiful message. Thank you for writing in, Debs. Shout out to your rave family. Welcome to the EDM community. So happy to have you guys here. Uh, and thank you so much for being our listener of the week. All right, real quick, you guys, I am still collecting submissions for this upcoming topic. I want to hear your craziest festival stories, you guys. 
If this can be not suitable for work, I don't really care. But what is the craziest shit you've seen, done, heard about, whatever? It can have happened to you and your rave fam. You could have witnessed it at an event. I want to hear the craziest shit. So again, email in your stories to raveculturecast at gmail.com. These episodes are completely based off of whatever you guys write in. So it is so much fun hearing from you. It can be anonymous if you want it to be, but the more stories, the merrier. So go ahead and send those in. All right, I am just going to get right into this. So quickly, a little bit about Jose Rodriguez, otherwise known as at Dude Man Bro Horse. We're not going to get into his, <laughs> his handle today. I'll let him explain that story on another time. But how do I know Jose? So I met Jose through the Lunchbox team. He is actually our customer service representative. So if any of you guys have ever DM'd the Lunchbox account or emailed it or something, you've probably spoken to Jose at some point. All around lovely person, fun loving, super into EDM. Um, you guys will learn a little bit more about him today. But I really wanted to have him on in particular today because we've discussed Tomorrowland in the past. And obviously, like I mentioned, it's his absolute favorite festival. And he speaks so highly of it and loves it so deeply. So I was like, he's the perfect person to come on and talk about this today. So again, he's gone to the last two Tomorrowlands and what I really wanted to do with this episode is I wanted to make it as helpful as possible. So I asked Jose questions about everything from purchasing tickets, you know, deciding what travel plans are the best for you, what the campground experience is like, to then the actual event, you know, what is it like? What are the stages like? What does the food cost? Like I walk through the entire thing with him. And then of course he shares some of his favorite festival memories as well. So that is what you guys are going to be hearing in today's interview. Hopefully it'll give you a better understanding of what this festival is actually like. And let's hope we can all go next year and everything will be running smoothly because I know a lot of you guys are missing it dearly. But um, this weekend they are having their digital festival so if any of you guys purchase tickets to that you'll have to let me know how that goes so without further ado again let's welcome to the podcast jose oh my god well i'm so pumped to have you here thank you so much for doing this for sure so we have a lot to cover today i like can't wait to talk to you about this topic because you've like you've hinted at it and said a few things so i know you're gonna get fired up about this so that's what i'm like Bring all of the energy, bring all of the advice, because I think this is going to be a really helpful episode for like anyone who's ever been interested in attending or just like curious about like the ins and out of it, because it's just one of those festivals that like takes a lot of energy and time to plan. So whatever we can do to like help, you know, ease the process for people. And I'm also just like super curious. So I have a million questions for you. too. <laughs> totally. I can't wait. Awesome. I love this more than anything. <laughs> Yay. Okay, good. So um, to kick things off, just to do a quick intro so everybody can get to know you a little bit better. Can you just do a quick intro to yourself, where you're from, what you do, and then uh, like when you got involved in like the rave uh, music festival scene? Okay. So my name's Jose Rodriguez. I'm from Syracuse, New York, um, upstate, like the snowiest city in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my God. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> So I wear a few different hats. I work for the grocery chain Aldi's. I'm also a college and high school soccer coach. And I work for Lunchbox as well, which all of your listeners should know. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and geez, I've been raving since college. I don't know, eight years, give or take. Uh, did a bunch of shows um, all throughout college. And then one day decided to go to Izu. Only did one day. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, this is dope. And then uh, Zimmy was like, you know what? Let's just full send. Let's just go to Ultra for our next one. All three days in Miami. And we're like, all right, cool. Wow. Okay. But and yeah. that sort of kick, like, kickstarted everything for you? Yeah. Wow. So when you come to Izu, because I know you came this year as well, like, are you flying in? Or are you driving in? Because I know you frequent the city a lot too for shows. Yeah, we drive in. Drive-in, okay. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about your Ray fam, who I had the pleasure of meeting at a IO this year? You have such an eclectic group. Like, how did you guys all come together, and like, like, where did you pick everybody up from? Um, okay, so I'll try to summarize because <laughs> I, I have like seven Ray fams yeah. all all over, but little by little, as the years are are passing, they're all some are starting to meet others mm -hmm. at certain festivals and things like that. So, yep. But the big, the big one is the Tomorrowland fam. That's so we have like 
so many from Canada, uh, France, Australia, wow. um, all across the U.S. Um, so we met at Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. The Sy- I have a Syracuse fam. Um, some of them I went to college with and mm-hmm. friends of friends. And I don't know. Picked them up from everywhere pretty much. Yeah. Just yeah. by going and doing as literally as many things as possible the last however many years that sure. it accumulates very fast. I don't think I asked you yet too, who, um, who are some of your favorite artists so people can get a feeling for what you are into? <laughs> okay. So the all time goat is Armin <laughs> Van Buren. Yep. But not that the music he's making nowadays is bad. It's just mm-hmm. a little more mainstream mm-hmm. and I'm not hating on mainstream. I'm not that like, oh, I only <laughs> like underground stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, I fell in love with the OG, very trancy Armin. Mm-hmm. So like as that faded out, he started to fade out a little bit. Sure. Though I still listen to all his newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, the current favorite is Above and Beyond. Mm, yeah. um, they've always been number two. <laughs> so yep. I mean, Seven Lions, Eric Prids. You can list off all of Anjuna's artists. Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just any of them. Um, but I like every genre. I will mm-hmm. dubstep everywhere Everything. in between. I'll do it all. I like them yeah, all. That's awesome. It's such, it's so like interesting to see everybody's like taste and like such a good range of like people that come on this podcast. Cause I, I talk about house all the time and I'm like, I swear I'm not just going to have people on that only like house music. Like we'll definitely get a mix and trance. I feel like isn't talked about that much. And like, I have a special place in my heart for it. I don't think I listen to it the most on like a daily basis, but that's one of the beautiful things about these festivals is like, I always will make a point to go to like the trance stage at EDC or like at, at ultra just to get like that fix in. Cause there's just something about it live that I just love. Oh yeah. Bring the feels. <laughs> All right. So I want to jump into some Tomorrowland questions here. And I, I sent you like a general outline, but I kind of wanted to break it into like the steps of planning for this. Just, you know, obviously it's not going to happen this year. Were you, did you already buy tickets to this year? Were you planning to go? Yeah. Yeah. You were. Okay. So, so did you keep your tickets? Is that yep, what roll them option, over right? for sure. Yeah. So, um, literally the episode that came out today, I was talking to my friend Silvio, he did, um, one of the solo global journey packages or something where you like, um, toured different cities as a group. And he was saying, uh, yeah, like there are, it's going to be impossible to get a ticket next year because everyone's just going to carry their tickets over, but just for the future, or if somebody by any chance happens to get their hands on a ticket for next year, um, can you sort of like walk me through, what passes you've done in the past and like what the ticket purchasing process was like for you. Okay. So luckily I think I did it in the perfect order Mm -hmm. and it was um, on accident (laughs) because we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. So global journey is the way to go um, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you're unsure, because like you said, it takes a lot of planning and everything. Right. So there's the, Ticket itself is called the Full Madness Pass, and they have a bunch of terms on there. So when you go to the website and you start reading what is Full Madness and all this other, it's kind of confusing. But once you familiarize yourself, um, you'll get it. So the Full Madness Pass is just the festival ticket alone, and it's somewhere in the range of like 350 to 400 euro. And that's what sells out in like a nanosecond. Yeah. So that's what people wait in line for and don't get it. Mm-hmm. So the global journey is like built-in packages for you. So mm-hmm. for example, what we did our first year, we did it from New York City. So you can pick your city anywhere across the US. Well, not anywhere, but like mm-hmm. major cities. Yeah. Okay. And so ours from the city included the flight. They take care of the flight for you. Wow. I'll get into that for a second because that, yeah. oh, that was great. But <laughs> it includes that. And then the festival ticket itself, camping, and then I did two sets of camping, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the flight, everybody that flew to Tomorrowland from New York City mm-hmm. was all on the same flight. Oh, wow. So that's already really cool. Yeah. So we showed up to JFK and get to gate nine, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And we see that it's roped off and there's a silent disco happening. Stop in JFK. Oh my god. And so you see the flight crew, they're all with the headphones on and <laughs> dancing and there's a DJ and you're like this has got to be us cuz you're looking around it's just <laughs> like that's going to Charlotte and it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. 
So there's a silent disco. They're handing out free sunglasses and all this other stuff. And so you just sit there and rave for a little while, get to meet everyone Mm -hmm. um, before you board. Wow. So then everyone flies over. And then we get there and we did what's called easy tent. So we, when we showed up, everything was set up for you and you had a specific Mm -hmm. spot. Okay. With a Tomorrowland themed tent, they gave you a sleeping bag, two sleeping bags, mm-hmm. um, a an air mattress, a lock for your tent, like everything wow. that you need. Yeah. Um. So that's maybe what I recommend doing because when you're flying in from all over the world, you don't want to haul all that kinds of equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So all of that was twenty two hundred US. Hmm. Okay. So. That's pretty expensive, especially yeah. compared to, you know, everything else. Right, right. Um, but we didn't have to worry about a single thing. So sure. it was like the most convenient it could ever be. Right. Um, so that Where was nice. Where are you nice. flying into for that too? That was like directly kind of to the festival? So they fly you into, I think it's Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they put you on a bus to Boom. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. It's a short ride, but... Nice. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, it's interesting because I kind of felt similarly with Electric Forest. Like when you look at the ticketing page, you're just like, this is so overwhelming. I don't even know what to pick. And then there's the intimidating factor of like, it sells out so fast. So am I even going to try to get a ticket? Like that's what I envision when I eventually have to do it. Um, but knowing that there are these like other options, it, it makes it sound like you should just go for a package if you're coming from the United States. Yeah. And the other benefit there is the Global Journey packages, wherever you get it from, go on sale a week prior mm, Okay. to just the festival ticket alone. Right, right, right. So you have a whole week kind of to decide like, yeah, this is what I, or to mm-hmm. basically guarantee yourself away sure. there. Okay. So that's, so that's what, what I recommend for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What'd you do the second year? <laughs> so the second year, because at this point, so... I went to Tomorrowland my first year, just me and Zim, Mm -hmm. just us two. Year two, I think we were at like 12 Mm. or something. Um, That's how many people we met from all over and just decided to camp together. Yeah. Um, So one of the cheapest options that they offer is the bus package from Amsterdam. So that package includes bus transportation to and from Amsterdam okay and then on the way they stop halfway and they give you this like gorgeous buffet dinner you're like kind of in the middle of nowhere but it's all set up and it it looks like a wedding venue (laughs) you get to meet a whole bunch of other people that are busing to and from and so that's really cool so and that was with general camping included not easy tent Okay. I'll get to why we did that in a second, but that was about 850 US. Okay. So your flights aren't included in that, but you could get from New York City, you could get like $300 round trip tickets. Yeah, you're on your own to figure that out. Okay. Right. right. So, but that really wasn't hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you're looking at like 1100. So that's 50% difference. Yeah. It's like a VIP pass to Ultra if you want to <laughs> really want to think about it. It's like, you get a better deal in general doing that. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. And do you have a preference over weekend one or two where like it's irrelevant? Um, Okay. So as long as you can stay away from the internet, like spoilers are the only thing that you'd want to worry about. Mm -hmm. Um, But besides that, no. Yeah. Although there was a scenario where one of the closed in stages, freedom stage, Mm -hmm. like caved in. Oh my God. It was second year. That's where Eric Prid's, did his Holosphere world premiere, whatever okay. that was, mind-blowing. Yeah. I'm still haven't processed it fully. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we got to see it weekend one, and then weekend two, the roof collapsed. And so, like, they didn't get, get to do it in that same venue. So mm, Interesting. Okay. So there is, like, the ben- – yeah, there is the benefit of going weekend one. I heard rumors. I don't know how true this is, but people were saying, like, oh, they might be thinking about doing three weekends next year, which – I don't know how accurate that is, but that would be very interesting if they do do that. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> I would try I mean, to go at least one more weekend. Yeah. And like, who's to say when things will come back, but say like next summer is fair game. Like, I think that should be an option for all festivals. Like EBC Las Vegas should jump on that too. Like you're putting all the time and money to build these 
incredible worlds for one weekend, like just extend it, leave it up for a couple of days. So I, I could see them doing that. And like, I, I don't think Electric Forest would because I think they were trying to preserve the environment it was in. But some of those other major festivals, I think they should go for extended weekends. Totally. I, everything will be sold out. It doesn't matter how many weekends you do. Like right. that, that's the first stuff back. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then you have the issue of, you know, like giving people, I mean, I'm glad festivals are letting people push their tickets because like you try a lot of the times you try so hard to get them and you wait online and everything. So I think it's only fair to let people just push them. But then you have all these people who are planning on going the next year who like don't have a chance in hell at getting one. So like that would at least open up the opportunity for, for some people to get in there. Yeah. So I've, I've heard like friends of friends, there's still aftermarket tickets. So if you don't get one right away, there's still a chance. You just have mm-hmm. to wait it out for a little while. But, sure, uh, sure. Okay. So let's talk, let's chat about camping because this is one of the most interesting things for me. I was like just browsing on the site, like some of their extravagant car- camping experiences, which would literally never happen. But can you describe the difference between, uh, you talked a little bit about easy camping, but the general camping and like what the whole atmosphere is like, um, in the camping areas. Okay. So basically think of it as like a, a long boardwalk with general camping all the way at one end. And then the festival itself is all the way at the other end. And so you walk along this boardwalk and then your first right is going to be easy tent, which is upgraded. Mm -hmm. And then you go down a little further and it's the next upgrade. And then there's cabanas and then there's all this other stuff. Right. And then it goes all the way up to like a mansion. If you have more than 20 people or something and it costs like $10,000 or something, Mm -hmm. but you can literally rent a a mansion, but that's like offsite. You'd have to, you get transportation to and from and everything. But even if I had that kind of money just laying around, I'm not sure I'd want to do anything offsite because the party is at the festival and the campground. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So something huge to note, general camping or everybody can go to general camping Mm-hmm. but not the other way around. Oh, interesting. Okay. So my first year I did easy tent, right? That's the first upgrade. We could go to general camping where some of our other friends were. They mm-hmm. couldn't come to us. Okay. Gotcha. So second year, and because we had so many more people second mm-hmm. year, um, and you get unlimited space in general camping too. Oh, wow. Okay. It, nice. It's not just set up. So we showed up with our 12 people or whatever it was right. and they just kind of pull the rope back and then you guys just set up however big you want kind of okay and then do your thing so there's no like predetermined squares or like right 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 whatever. you can bring what it, so did you bring like camping stuff or did you rely on other people who like lived in Europe to bring that <laughs> um so I purchased a tent again because mm-hmm. um, it's only like if I remember correctly an additional 50 euro maybe oh okay onto your ticket, um, which you get, it's Tomorrowland themed, right? So it's very unique. Mm -hmm. And then you can take it home with you afterwards. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Yeah. And the sleeping bag and all that stuff you can take home with you. Um, I didn't either year because I was also traveling around Europe. So trying to lug that around wasn't ideal. Right, right. Okay. That makes sense. But that's nice to have that option. So that's like you pick it up when you get there kind of thing. Yep. It's kind of like a will call for a ticket. Got it. That's so cool. And then, okay, so I was watching people's vlogs and it, we can talk about the food and all that inside the festival in a minute, but as far as the campgrounds, like it looked like there was a gym in the campgrounds. Like what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. So that's, so that's in general camping too. There's literally an outdoor gym that's like better than most people's gyms at home. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually way more people working out than you think. And there's like a little mini soccer field too. Um, I can't remember if the goals were set up. Uh, but like, I don't know, you can run around there. There's like a little beach to hang out in. Mm-hmm. It's literally incredible. Right. All, right. all the stuff that's in there. And I, I don't think I asked you this too. So what's the time frame? Like how early can you get to the festival to like make use of all this stuff? No, no, no. So that's, that's just in camping. Right. Right. But like, did you arrive on Tuesday on Wednesday? Oh, so you arrive. So we took the bus Thursday morning. Okay. Um, and then Thursday night is what's called the gathering. Hmm. So there's actually a stage inside of general camping that's okay. not part of the festival. Mm-hmm. So it's just its own stage and there'll be surprise guests out of nowhere, like Afrojack just decided to start playing and you're like, <laughs> okay, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then, so that's like your warm up or whatever. You meet people from around camping and that sort of thing. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is uh, all in the actual festival. Cool. Okay. Did you have much downtime or did you kind of feel like you were sleeping throughout the day, waking up and going to the festival pretty much every day? You are, it's like trying to go to bed on Christmas Eve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's just no chance. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair, fair. Okay. That makes so sense. you wake up bright and early and it gets super hot. So just like an e-forest, mm-hmm. like you can, unless you have some kind of shade. Yeah. Uh, eight, 9am rolls around and you're like in a sauna inside your tent. So you're like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. And so what did you guys do for food? Like, were you able to cook stuff on your own or did you pretty much eat inside the festival? Year one since we did the easy tent stuff and didn't know anyone yet, we ate exclusively inside the festival Mm -hmm. and there's food and vendors right in the camping area as well. Right. True. True. Yeah. Um, But then year two, we did general camping. And since we had friends like my friend B who is from Paris Mm -hmm. and he's just taken the train in, he brought um, some stuff and like we were able to get, um, canopies and stuff so our setup was like way nicer than most people's right right that's the benefit well we'll we'll talk about meeting people there because I was going to say that's the benefit of like the same thing as electric forest we have locals going who can bring the cooler and they can bring all that stuff and then the people flying in can sort of like take the lead from there Um, or even if you have more like experienced people who have done Tomorrowland a, a bunch of times and then you're sort of like the rookie coming in I feel like that's best case scenario for you yep yeah, for sure. Okay, so now we're getting to exciting part. Okay, so you get there. We're gonna chat about the overall experience. You could feel free to like jump back and forth between both of your trips, but I want to chat about like the first time you were there and like what is it like first walking into the festival on day one? Okay, I mean, <laughs> I I think I want to backtrack a little bit to yeah, go ahead. Getting off the flight, mm-hmm. so you land in maybe it was Brussels or Antwerp, whatever airport it was, mm-hmm. you have these like fairies. They're, they're all dressed up Tomorrowland people. So it's oh not just like God. regular employees. They're all dressed up head to toe. Think of like the little fairies you see at Electric Forest and just yeah. running around that they're part of the experience. They're guiding you around the airport with giant totems that say, go this way, go this way. <laughs> And then they give you a letter once you get there, like, welcome to Tomorrowland. And you're like, what in the heck is this? Yeah, yeah. And then they direct you to the buses, whatever. Then they give you goodie bags where you get an apple that's got the Tomorrowland logo printed on the apple. And it's like, the attention to detail is absurd. Like, there's nothing that compares. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you finally get there stepping on to getting into the festival for for the first time is like just the most magical thing on planet earth yeah um you something to note is the number of people well it's like four hundred thousand over the course of two weekends Mm -hmm. all those people are true fans of the music and the experience and things like Mm -hmm. that if you're willing to travel that far and spend that much money to go do that you want to be there as opposed to like ultra Mm -hmm. happens to be around spring break so you're gonna get those kids that are just there to get fucked up and like whatever so to each their own right Mm -hmm. um i've done it too but like it's just completely yeah yeah you literally feel the vibe of everyone so excited to be there it's like the true meaning of being high on life Mm -hmm. that's the best way i can describe it yep yep I get that feeling from like watching people's vlogs too. Like, and we can talk about obviously like a European festival versus an American festival, but it just was so cool to see people like from all walks of life. And you can just tell there's like so many different countries being represented there and like everybody wants to be involved and like everyone's so friendly and wants to come say hello. So like I was kind of getting that vibe already from just like watching people's vlogs on it. Too big time. Yeah. All right. So then the, the biggest question I have just from like watching it on like their live stream every year, like I understand there's like 16 stages or something like that, right? Do you know yep. how many there are? 16? Yep. Like obviously main stage is like the big theme reveal every year and it's just like so intricately designed based on like whatever theme they end up going with. But then you have all of these other stages and I feel like I don't even think I've seen all of them at any point because it's whatever the live stream decides to like show at the time. But what were your thoughts on some of the stages, the two years that you went? 
<laughs> like, Which ones were, what was the theme like the under the sea were you at that one yeah so that was my first one planaxis it was called yeah and i plan on getting a uh oh my I have God. the things right here oh yeah i was gonna ask you their box is so crazy yeah so these this is how the tickets come yeah and it's like a whole story last year's was a, a book you could literally read mm -hmm. um but i plan on getting that a version of that seahorse tattooed on me at some point because it wow. that much to me and that's going to yeah. be my first tattoo oh ever. my god I so love it. that's awesome yeah but so that was incredible there's water there's it also shoots fire um there's these <laughs> dancers that come out on giant poles that are jellyfish right. and then just like swing around in the crowd you know <laughs> like this is cool oh my um, god but yeah so they only record a a few of the stages mm -hmm. so that's why you don't get to see all of them there's only right. like i don't know six of them that have cameras and stuff set up for them yeah yeah gotcha yeah the one that i always like i really love the dragon stage always looks so cool and then there's the one that's indoors which had all the lighting on the ceiling that like blows my mind every single time i see it so like how how is it like going to those different stages and which ones were your favorite so those two are my other two besides main stage those yeah. two are my favorite um there's okay. there's something to say about indoor stages just because it's enclosed the atmosphere is just totally different right the music sounds different and all that stuff and it's it gets super hot and sweaty so that adds to the vibe yep yep um, yeah so that one's freedom stage that's the one where the roof collapsed uh oh okay cool. yeah um and then rose garden is the dragon that you're talking about rosy nice <laughs> that thing is incredible because the head is just slowly moving all the time and gets close to the audience and wow. opens its mouth and smoke comes out and you're just like whoa yeah and then the backside, there's a whole um pond small lake whatever you want to call it right behind it and the tail goes in and out of the water throughout the whole thing so wow. you can see it everywhere that's so cool do you feel yeah. like like I know it's hard to compare like even talk about it on this but like do you feel like everything is spaced out pretty well like how are issues with sound bleed or does that like not exist they do like they have enough space there's next to no sound bleed Tomorrowland is like its own city mm -hmm. it, it's so big right um and like perfectly placed everything and you have to walk over bridges and stuff mm. to get from place to place so there's it's it's a you could have a whole adventure in between walking two stages wow yeah i can't even imagine it at nighttime i haven't even thought about that like trying to even navigate that the first day like how the fuck did you ever get lost there or were you okay yeah <laughs> I, well i got lost leaving but i'll save that as one of my oh, please, most yeah. memorable moments <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah, well, I think somebody said one of like, it could either be a pro or a con is they said like, you do not you underestimate how much you're going to be walking like the entire thing is like you walking around from stage to stage. Yeah, it is. Um, you can I, I think I averaged around 60,000 steps my first year. Oh my god. And I didn't even go to every I didn't realize till afterwards, we didn't even go to every stage. Mm -hmm. You just forget that 16 is kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. See, this conversation is like bringing me so much joy and also pain because I'm like, this is what happened with me with EDC Las Vegas and why I went five years in a row. Like, I know I, I'll go to Tomorrowland. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to just do this festival for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the first thing I said when I left. I was like, I'm coming back every yeah. year right. for the rest of my life. Um, okay, so my other questions about like inside, um, I'm curious too, because like a huge thing about Tomorrowland that they talk about is like how much detail they put into everything from like the food, like they have restaurants, I hear that you have to get like reservations to like, how does that all work? So that's something you sign up for um, beforehand. I did do it one time we had um, like a little family birthday dinner because mm. one of the our rave mom, Amy, it's oh. always her birthday right around the same time. Okay. So that's like her birthday dinner. Um, I believe we paid somewhere in the realm of 45 to 50 euro just for the dinner, but it, it was air conditioned. Um, it's like, I don't know, maybe kind of like tapas. It's like a five course thing, smaller portions, Europeans. Sure. <laughs> um, but it's all cooked by like five star chefs and 
all this stuff and you get drinks with it. And it's, yeah. it's the nicest dinner I've ever been to in my life. Really? So. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything less from them. I'm curious. I don't think I asked you this too. How late does this festival go? Because I would assume since it's Europe, they have longer hours. No, it's, I think it's 12 to 12. Oh, 12 wow. To 11, okay. something like that. Oh, yeah. I thought it would go to like 2 or 3 a.m. for some reason. <laughs> no. Well, everyone else does. So you leave and then everyone just goes back to general camping. Mm. And then at night, it's just a flood because that's the only place that everyone can congregate. Mm -hmm. So everyone goes back there for the after hours. And like, there's millions of people that just don't sleep either. Um, Do they have like actual things after hours or or is it more like RV camp at forest where like you can set up if you want to do like a set or anything like that? Yeah, it's just like that. You just start walking around and see who's up. And some people have like DJ decks out of nowhere. You mm-hmm. know, we call those the secret set or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. just got to make your way and you'll find something. Awesome. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it would go later. But I mean, it's one of those things that this is one of my questions I have for you later. But because it's such a big festival, like I feel like you're never going to be able to do everything there so yeah like how do you even schedule time for breaks or did you feel like it was go 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 the whole time no i i don't know since you're there for so you're there for four days like Mm -hmm. four full days and everyone that's been or anyone that's been to a three-day versus a four-day festival knows that that extra day is like Mm -hmm. awesome to have um, but makes it feel like there's a lot more time to do everything Mm -hmm. um and since you're up so early everyone's just kind of casually hanging out for a few hours you can't go in till 12 right Um, but even if you do choose to go in if you go in early before five you can't leave until five so if i enter at noon i can't leave at one go back to my campsite and come back interesting okay that is the only shitty thing about Tomorrowland. Because mm-hmm. one day we didn't know that. And we're like, okay, I didn't even change for the day. I don't have all my stuff, my candy or whatever. So now uh, I got to stay here for four more hours before I can go back, get it, and then come back again. Okay. It's good that you had one negative thing because otherwise people are going to be like, Tomorrowland paid this guy to say all this stuff to sell tickets. But mm-hmm. that is, that's fair because... I I feel like that way with some festivals. I always try, like with EDC again, like I always try to get there as early as possible because that is literally the only time you're going to actually do a lap and like check things out. But then based on traffic and never, I never end up getting there that early, but that could be a good way. Like even if you're a first timer, just to like maybe go in at three o'clock and spend two hours just walking around to figure your shit out. Yeah. um, Another thing to note, it's, incredible how short the lines are almost everywhere interesting okay. um except for maybe the vendors right early morning like 9 a.m because everyone's trying to get a coffee and a red bull or something like that then they get right. can get kind of long but actually going into the festival and everything else i may i've waited maybe 15 minutes at the most to get inside when you're yeah. ushering that many people in it's absurd how efficient it is wow you yeah, got it. Like U.S. needs to take some notes on that. Yeah. <laughs> Electric zoo. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, for real. <laughs> I should take some lessons. How was security though there in general? Like no problem. Yeah, there's really not much of anything. Yeah, that's what I would figure they would do. All right, so okay, this is gonna be your the best part for you. I just want to, in general, get some of your favorite memories and like let you just talk about like the experience and yeah, any favorite standout moments for you in the last two years. Um, well, so we'll go to the time I got lost. Uh, I was with my friend Janelle and we left, I don't know, we were getting ushered out and this was on the last day too. Mm. So shame on us for not knowing the exit by then. Yeah. yeah. For some reason it felt like they were ushering us out of a different exit. And so we kept walking. And as soon as you exited, you're supposed to get on the bus and they loop you back around to Mm -hmm. camping we just were in the zone talking about how great the day was and just kept going. And all of a sudden we look back after like, I don't know, 35 minutes, 40 minutes of walking. We're like, where's everyone else? <laughs> it is just us two. And mind you, my phone is probably at like, I don't know, three or 4%. Oh my it God. is about to die. So I try to pull up Google maps. My service isn't the best cause I'm overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up in the middle of boom, just like walking around the city. Oh and it's uh, 
midnight, 1230, 1am, whatever it was. Uh, so I have enough juice to get to Google Maps and it brings us right to the edge of what was camping. Except when we got there, my phone died and there's a massive ravine. I'm like, we see camping. It's right there, but I can't cross that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay. So we ended up, we didn't get back till I think 3.30 in the morning. We ended up walking around the city for three hours before we found our way. Because we're asking these people, hey, where's Tomorrowland? And they look at us like we're idiots. It's just like, <laughs> it's that way. Yeah. And like, yeah, give me some specifics here. It's like, you can't miss it. It's that giant that yeah. way. Yeah. But um, where's the actual entrance to get into it? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so that sucked. That was yeah. probably one of the most memorable things. Sure. Another one is the Avicii tribute. Mm -hmm. um, that's Nicky Romero just goes on the mic um, during his set mm -hmm. and says Avicii had sent him or they were working on this song um, mm -hmm. that wasn't fully finished yet, but he finished it and then played it for like the first time. Wow. And then all of a sudden off in the distance, this is on main stage. Mm -hmm. So off in the distance in the grass, they just start pulling apart this enormous, like, I don't know, hundred person long flag wow. with Tiana at the Swedish flag. So that was really cool. And so as that happened, my entire group, started a group hug Aww. but I was so into it and like just, <laughs> I wanted to hear every word of the song and was just yeah. so I, there might be a picture of me but I'm just sitting there like this <laughs> I completely missed the group hug and they're right next to me no Aww. one tapped me on the shoulder or anything so yeah. what the heck <laughs> so that was that was interesting half half of everyone was crying and the whole audience that was an energy let me tell you yeah I think I remember that I think it might have been on the live stream or like I've seen a clip of that happening yeah Jeez. any other memories <laughs> yeah there's a million but I could <laughs> go on and on sets too like any favorite sets that stand out to you Eric Prids Holosphere that was I FaceTimed several friends from home uh, <laughs> like because I was so astonished. I'm like, you guys are seeing this too, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not just like tripping or something. This isn't, oh, the visuals, the craziest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. There's a million. There's literally so many. I could go yeah. on forever. Where's the, um? I, I don't remember if it was a stream or a vlog, but it looked like there was one stage that was, it was very small. Like it looked like it was a cave or something or like a tunnel that you had to go into. Did the you ever go cave. there? Yes, that. <laughs> yeah, so that's just something you find on the walk from the theater to whatever the other one's called. Uh, but it's just like a little bridge mm -hmm. and then a brick bridge. And then you just like walk down in. You can fit maybe, to put it in perspective, maybe like, maybe 30 people shoulder to shoulder yeah um and then the dj is just like tucked in the back and so, so there's hardly ever any room to go in there i fought my way once just to get a quick video and then got out of there yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like little easter egg it's pretty cool how do you feel about like obviously a lot of like the things that they publicize are like the main stage sets, of course, like when you have like Sebastian and Grosso and people like that up there. But when you were there, do you feel like you spent a lot of time at main stage or were you exploring some like the other stages and smaller acts? They're not um, small actually when you think about it, but we, I think we did a pretty good job um, both years going all over the place because mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of us, like techno a lot and really the best place to do that is inside mm -hmm. so that freedom stage or the big um tent what was that called atmosphere so think of like a completely enclosed tent from edc orlando mm -hmm. um just techno tent the vibes oh, filthy that's awesome yeah um but we did a pretty good job and then but since main stage is so huge and it has such a big um grass place to hang out uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people will just hang out there even if they're not really listening to the music just to right. vibe out and lay down and stuff gotcha okay yeah it's so interesting I want to go I'm gonna go look and see at like some of the other stages or maybe just check out some of the pictures because they're the last one I was gonna ask you about um butcher this I feel like a lot of the hard style sets I've seen are there I don't know uh it doesn't look like a bird cage, but it almost looks like you walk through like a big gazebo kind of thing and it's near the lake. I forget. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It, that one sits like 
um, right behind main stage. Okay. Faces the other way. So again, no sound feed or anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little beach right there too. Interesting. Okay. And okay. So one of the main questions I had, cause I feel like it's good just to get like a comparison. Um, have you done any other European festivals besides this one or? Nope. This is the main one. Okay. So how did you feel? I feel like a lot of people ask about the crowd and like what it's like versus an American crowd. So can you speak to that a little bit? There's no, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say there's no like belligerent idiots or anything. There's like one or two actually. (laughs) Okay. okay, So here's another memorable moment. Uh, We were, it might've been like Elon Bluestone and the garden of madness, mm -hmm. but there's like the little, uh, front rail right this dude just decides to like hop over the little front rail and drops his pants and just starts taking a shit right there oh my God. And we're like <laughs> it is broad daylight dude it might yeah. be 5 30 <laughs> and then so he was like belligerent um and then wow. the cops came over and he pulls his pants up and they're they're pointing at it and they're like what the hell man he goes <laughs> it's not mine <laughs> everyone in the crowd is no longer paying attention to the stage and is looking at watching like, this guy yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah it's not his we all saw it or didn't see it Ugh. yeah 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 but, yeah. So that's moment. but I mean we don't have to get into that discussion I'm sure like people can do whatever they want to do like I you know yeah but there's first, but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah um everyone's pretty chill um because remember Europeans have been yeah. drinking forever so like mm-hmm. that's not a True. big deal yeah and then everyone speaks English. So anybody that worries about any kind of, because there's uh, over 180 countries represented or something, mm-hmm. remember 95% of all EDM lyrics are all in English and stuff. So right. everyone everyone speaks English. Okay. No worries there at all. Okay, good. But it's also, I don't know, I like, it's just me, but I like love hearing other languages. Like, I feel like I would be so intrigued by that. It's like, I, that would be like one of the highest points for me. Cause it would just be so cool to meet people from like, I'm sure the Australian crew like comes hard for Tomorrowland. I love my Aussies. Like I would just be so excited to see people from like all over the world there. Oh yeah. That's uh yeah. You'll definitely hear it. Yeah. They'll, they'll just be chirping away and then you ask them something and they're like oh yeah just take a left and go there and then <laughs> back to their language and you're like wow cool yeah, yeah yeah oh my god in general though like do you feel like the crowd skews older and what is the attire like there as compared to american festivals in the u.s we dress up way more than they do right they'll like uh, need to know this because i would i mean i would probably dress up like a little bit but i don't think i would go like full rave outfit <laughs> So that's what I was worried about myself because I like to get done up with all the candy and everything yeah. too. And I was like, I'm a little shy. I don't want to go overboard and have everyone right. be staring at me. Um, you'll still find plenty of people that dress up that way, like go to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that doesn't dress that way, there's no dirty looks or anything. No, that's Nobody's going to be like, what are you doing or what are you wearing? Yeah, Everything's as nice as a forest vibe as you can get. Mm-hmm no one really knows about candy. So I brought my entire carry on. It's a huge bag (laughs) was just candy. I got stopped at the airport every time because they're like, what's in here? I'm like, it's just beads. (laughs) And they're like, what a waste of my time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But getting to sit down and show everybody that kind of stuff was Mm -hmm. super cool. They, they loved it and everybody wanted a bracelet. Um, So anybody, no need to fear bring your candy, bring your personality a hundred percent. Like people will love it. That's awesome. And do you feel like, I I think that is a huge part of like the European culture, like something, something about it to me, like seems a little bit more mature, but also you're going to have like a huge population of people from Europe there. So I feel like, and it's really expensive. So I feel like that might skew that it's like a little bit older than like an ultra or like a sunset music festival where you're going to have like college kids who are there at a party pretty much. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, all the college age kids that are there, uh, you got to remember they're going to pay that much money, travel that far and are that committed. They're not just spring breakers. Right. Right. Um, but then because they're Europeans, you will also see grandma and grandpa there. Like I, I dance with a, these two old ladies that might have been 80 years old just rocking away right next to the speaker and you're like wow like 
that's what I want to be like when I grow up. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm be me as an old lady. Oh, all I ages. Yeah, fa- I can imagine families. It, it, I was going to say kids can go. Or maybe no, like I don't think so. Or something like I think that. it's like 18. Or okay. Oh, and then I had this written down too. Do people have like hydration packs or is that not a thing? No, no one has them. You like, granted, you might, there might be 5,000 or something, but remember there's 400,000 people. Mm-hmm. So that's like 1%. Like you're American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one, no one really has them, but again, no one really says anything. And there's a ton of places to fill up your water. So it's not, it's like it they don't know about it or anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I feel any like- packs are huge. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, like whatever you're comfortable with, like do that. And like, again, like it's going to be extremely hot at the festival, so stay hydrated, but it's also more expensive if you're going to be buying drinks or doing anything like that. So I feel like to even get fucked up, you have to spend a shit ton of money to even like get to that point. I would just be eating all of the food and like probably drinking beer because the beer would probably be better there. And I don't even drink beer, so it would just be a great experience overall. Yeah, honestly, everyone is... (sighs) probably drinking way more beer than they are water. Mm-hmm. Um, again, European yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cheaper than you think. Mm. Um, that's a whole system in and of itself. They have their own currency. Oh, wow. Which Norway? is, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So oh. it's called a, a pearl. And so a small, how much is a pearl? I don't even remember. Because yeah. we had a, in my head, I'm converting it to euro and then converting it to us dollar it was like a process but a small beer is two pearl uh extra large beer is like three and a half. Oh wow and that might be i don't know like three or four bucks it's really like not bad at all right 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 um regular prices that you go to downtown club or something okay so um, that's bad yeah i'm almost up on an hour here this like literally flew by but i think i'm almost out of questions for you i just wanted to ask pretty much like any final thoughts on the experience or like yeah like any last tips or advice for anybody who's like thinking about going um okay from the beginning if you want to secure your ticket the best chance is global journey Mm -hmm. that could be a flight package from anywhere around the world that could be a bus package there's train packages there's all that kinds of stuff um if you want to go solo and don't have people to go with there's mm-hmm. other options they'll hook you up with other people sure. um, they have hotel accommodations if built into their stuff if you don't want to camp out if you're not somebody that likes to rough it so to speak sure. bring your own pillow even with the yeah. easy tent thing that i've unless you get one of the higher end cabanas and things like that, then they give you a pillow, but general camping and easy tent, they don't give you a pillow. So that's somebody that I met on the plane. They're like, Hey, they give you a sleeping bag. They give you an air mattress. They give you a lock for your tent. They don't give you a pillow. So save the one from the plane ride. Okay. So that was clutch. Nice. Bring a, some sort of reusable water bottle because yeah, you can buy waters and that's, I think what I spent The most money. (laughs) Uh, So much money. Absurd. Because they don't give you the bottle caps. Mm, Okay. They throw them away as soon as they, as soon as you buy it. Yeah. So we tried to save some, um, we tried to bring some with us, but Mm -hmm. unless you know exactly what they have different water bottles over there. For sure. Yeah. Not quite. They don't fit the same as the ones over here. Okay. Um, so bring that because there's tons of water stations. Mm Mm-hmm. Showers is something I get asked about a lot. There's outdoor showers and private showers. Private showers you have to pay for, but that's like hot water. Mm. The outdoor showers are just like this big flower that comes out of the ground and just oh like a daisy God. that just <laughs> shoots water out. And you're just like, I don't know, super yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And no one's really shy about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, people are just like, basically naked just rubbing themselves down wherever good nice. Uh, yeah i think i think we covered a lot like this is going to be super helpful to people and this honestly like these are just the memories that will hold us over for another year because this is like all we can do like it's like oh i want to go now and 
it'll just like, that's what I keep thinking about everything like electric forest too. like good things come to those who wait. And we're just going to enjoy these experiences even more so when we actually get to do them. So this is just like such a great starting point for anybody who's ever been like interested or wondered. So thank you so much for sharing all of your advice with us. Of course. Um, a pleasure. Yeah, I know this like flew by. I was like, I'm going to talk for an hour about Tomorrowland, I know. But there's so much to cover. Like with such a big festival, you kind of like have to go through everything. But before I let you go, like what what's next for you? What are you most excited about coming up? Um, Yeah, well, the Drive and Rave this weekend. Um, So that'll be super cool. Uh, Can't wait to see what it's like. Um, But besides that, not a whole lot. You know, quarantine's got us doing whatever. Plug your social media handle so people can find you. Okay. Instagram is at dude man bro horse. Long, it's actually a really short story, but. Um, Another day. <laughs> yeah. And then that's pretty much it. I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. So. Okay. I'll pop it up here so everybody can find you. Um, thank you again so much for doing this. I'm going to, Jose is going to hang out here for a second, but I'll be back in a minute with uh, EDM news, you guys. All right, fam, we're back. That was so much fun. I truly hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like, I could genuinely talk about music festivals forever. I know for some people, even for myself, like, it's hard to talk about these things right now because you miss them so much or we're not sure when they're going to come back. But I just, I love talking about festivals and hearing about memories. And this one is just, like, such a big deal in particular. So, Now I feel more educated and I think I understand the experience a little bit more and the ticket purchasing process and how the campgrounds work. So I do hope you guys found this helpful. Thank you again to Jose for coming on again. Guys, go give him a follow at DudeManBroHorse and say hello. If you ever see him out at a show, I'm sure he would be more than happy to run over and give you a hug or a high five, whatever is socially acceptable at that point. But anyway, I hope whoever is watching the Tomorrowland live stream this weekend enjoys that. And again, until I have the opportunity to go, I will just be living vicariously through everybody's after movies on YouTube. So that's where you'll find me after this. (laughs) But anyway, you guys, let's jump right into some EDM news. I have a few things to cover here. And then we'll do our songs of the week and wrap this thing up. So the first thing I want to talk about, um, Coachella launched uh, GV Black. It is a new team committed to supporting the black community at the Signature Music Festival. So I'm just going to read you this article from Your EDM because I thought this was really cool. So they shared in a statement, we continue, excuse me, we commit to continue to bring awareness of the violence against black bodies in America. The black employees at Golden Voice have formed GV Black, a team to help us create initiatives to highlight the black experience at our organization and expand representation of the black community at Coachella. The statement continues, we are only at the beginning and we acknowledge that we must do better and hold ourselves accountable. We are ready for our continued learning, community building, and our undoing and doing all with your support. So anyway, I think that was really cool that they're doing that. Um, Hopefully there's more representation at the company and it sounds like this is a really great initiative that they're kicking off. Um, Yeah, and then this article goes on to say, obviously we don't have Coachella happening in 2020, but um, hopefully this is some changes that we'll see at their events in the future, including um, Stagecoach as well. So in other news, I wanted to quickly talk about um, no parking on the dance floor. If any of you guys were interested in going that, the one in Houston, um, tier one tickets were sold out, but tier two at this point were still available. And that is a drive and rave hosted by Disco Donnie Presents. The artists on this lineup are Subtronics, Hesh, Level Up, and Ghost Data. So any bass heads, this is a big one for you. Um, And it's on Saturday August 1st. So go check out the tickets. One thing I quickly wanted to say, I don't want to sound preachy. I know you all get it, but um, there were a lot of like photos and things like that floating from some drive-in raves in the past where people were for sure not social distancing. People were taking pictures together. They were clearly walking around without masks on. So I just have to remind everybody the point of these events is to practice social distancing so that we can flatten the curve here and do a better job of controlling this virus so that there are less deaths like so that it's spread less frequently like it's not that hard of a concept to grab so wear your effing mask be responsible if you're gonna go to these events 
don't walk around like crazy, like stay at your car, do what you're supposed to do so we don't ruin it for everybody. Um, but yeah, it just was a little frustrating to see some pictures coming out of past drive-in raves. So just wear your friggin' mask, people. In other news, we have another event announced from Brownies and Lemonade, which sounds so exciting. It is a festival, a virtual festival that is completely focused on rising artists and up and coming talent. So you guys can go to their Instagram and check it out. I believe um, they were going to be accepting different sets and things like that. So I was tagging some artists in the comments to suggest to them. And I think it was on their Twitter as well. So anyone, that's going to be really cool. I can't wait to discover some new music through that event. I also wanted to mention a tweet that I thought was very interesting. I wanted to open the conversation about this. So Mode Step had tweeted on July 5th. He said, I'll be the one to say it because for some reason, artists have to put up some false idea that we're all bawling in life. Corona has financially ruined most of your favorite artists and there is a chance a significant amount of us will not be able to do this anymore afterwards. And you had some other DJs chiming in. Dubloads said, thank you. I've quite honestly become irate at this point with these big artists giving their fans false hope and toxic positivity. People have no idea what's really going on and it's sad. And then Mode Step replied, We're all supposed to look like superstars all the time. I've seen this pressure on so many of my friends while they struggle to pay rent. The future isn't looking so bright for the industry right now, and it's the last thing anyone is going to stand and fight for at scary times. Which again, like you guys know, I always try to find the silver lining in situations and always try to find the positive. But if we don't know how long events are going to return for, whether local or larger scale events, some of your favorite small artists prop like are definitely financially struggling right now and like you typically think of like the big mainstream artists who are probably going to be fine they were making crazy amounts of money anyway but think of some of your favorite smaller artists without shows they're really only making money from streaming or from like releases that they put out and they have teams that work with them who also depend on them to to be successful to make their rent so a lot of them are on unemployment as well so you really have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and I, I feel tremendously for all these artists who depended on this for a living because I would hate to see some people not come back from this so I wanted to bring this up to say support your favorite artists buy their merch stream their music follow them on social media um, share links to their music like all of that really really helps small creators um, more than you know so just I wanted to say that, like reach out to people and um, and be, you know, a positive light in these people's lives. And the last thing I had for <laughs> taking a turn, guys, sorry, taking a, a lighter turn. Um, Alesso tweeted that somebody told him that he looks like the male version of Sandra Bullock. And now I can't unsee that. So I just wanted to share that because I was cracking up laughing like, I literally can't unsee that. Alesso is a male version of Sandra Bullock. Can we not all agree on that? (laughs) So that's all I have for now. Hitting you guys with the hard news here. Uh, Clearly, I'm a journalist and, you know, I I take my job seriously. So there's that. Um, Okay, guys, last up, songs of the week. We have some really, really incredible tracks this week. So... Um, if some of you guys aren't aware, every Friday I have a playlist called New Music Friday on my Spotify. It's updated with the latest and greatest tracks in EDM. I put my top picks in there and cycle through them every week so you guys always get the newest, freshest tracks you heard. So definitely go follow that playlist. Um, some of the things I've been listening to. Okay, two new songs and one old song that's made its way back around. First up, and I can't say this loud enough, Lane 8's new song, Run. Oh my Lanta, you guys. I cannot stop listening to the song. It was in his summer mixtape that he dropped, which has been my latest um, set that I've been listening to every single time that I work out. It's a four-hour set. He does these for every season. And Run was in the set about two hours and three minutes in. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. And I kept rewinding to that same spot. And then he finally dropped it, dropped it as a single. It's called Run. It's beautiful. I love everything about the song. If you guys love Lane 8's Deep House vibes, you'll like this one. It's a little bit more um, up-tempo. It's got a little bit more bounce to it, but I really, really love it. And we also have a brand new song from Above and Beyond. I love Above and Beyond and Juna Fam. 
it was really great to see them drop a new track it's called jam really fun high energy track you guys are gonna love it i cannot wait to hear that one live um, at some point so definitely go show them some love and check that one out and last up this one's been in my circulation a lot lately i heard it on a love island episode because honestly the love island uk their soundtracks are fire they play so much edm it's amazing they played the Begging for Thread remix by Griffin and Hotel Garuda, which was one of the songs that like I was obsessed with years ago when I was first getting into Griffin. Like he always used to do remixes and I would listen to them on SoundCloud and that's how I became obsessed with him and familiar with him as an artist. And his remix of Begging for Thread, 10 out of 10 banger. Like I love it. It's a perfect summer song. It's a little bit chill, but you can still dance to it. Incredible remix. So definitely check that one out. And I think that's it, fam. We made it till the end here. Thank you all for checking out this episode. I really appreciate you being here. Again, if you could rate and review on iTunes, that would be a huge help. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And most importantly, screenshot and share this today. Tag us in it. Tell a friend. And go ahead and join the Facebook group. Come join the family, guys. I would love to have you. Uh, And lastly, send in your submissions for your craziest festival stories. I cannot wait to read those. Those are going to be amazing. Anyway, I hope you all are staying happy and healthy. Hang in there. Enjoy the live streams this weekend. Thank you again to Jose for coming on this week. And I will catch you guys next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. (laughs) 